Hi, everybody. It's Jeff here. Just wanted to talk to you about the newest episode of the I'm Wrong, Your Ride podcast. We brought in Nathan Spooner of the Rogers Hail Mary podcast. He runs a podcast now for about over a year, revolving around the Green Bay Packers and other NFL items. Uh, we had a really good time talking with him. We talked about some of the major things that have happened in Green Bay over the last year. Uh, the week one victory over the Chicago Bears. And we also looked a little bit ahead to the rest of the schedule and season with the Green Bay Packers. So I uh, hope you enjoy it and take it away, Nathan. And joining me on the line, we have a genuine Packer fan. We have Nathan Spooner of the Rogers Hail Mary podcast. Uh, last season, he started up the podcast between the preseason and the regular season, so he's been going for a little bit now. Nathan, how are you doing, bud? Doing awesome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we want to thank you for uh, coming on to the podcast. And whenever I have guests on, I like to start off by just wondering where their fandom developed from. So you're a Packer fan. Uh, how did you become a Packer fan, I guess? What's your Packer fan story? Sure, yeah. Well, I uh, growing up in Michigan, uh, my dad didn't care too much for uh, pro sports. He was more into college sports, so we got to pick. And, and, and uh, there's a point where the Packers were in the Super Bowl 31, and I wasn't allowed to stay up for that. But uh, <laughs> as I was uh, only nine years old, my Parents were rooting for the Patriots, and all my friends and I were rooting for the Packers. So when I woke up and found out the Packers won, it settled it right there pretty much. Now, I don't remember too much about the 97 season for some reason, maybe for good reason, um, with the 32's result. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then 98 is when it really took off for me. I remember recording all as many games as I could in the 98 season and uh, being heartbroken in the wild card. We won't go over that, though, either. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but so Jerry he, Rice did. He did fumble. That is right. That, any Packer fan worth their salt knows that Jerry Rice did fumble. So you've pretty much been yeah. with the team through, you know, the high points of being a Packers fan since you know the '60s. You've seen both Super Bowls. You've been there for those lousy years when Favre wasn't all that great. The first couple years of Rodgers, mm -hmm. you've seen it all. Right. Yep. Yep. Ray Rhodes. Ooh. Oof. That was hard. That was. Yep. Do you have any um, games that just kind of come to mind as your personal favorites from, you know, let's just kind of go, you know, the last couple of years? I mean, do you have any that stand out where you'd say, yeah, that I love that game, watching that again, going through it? Oh, man. Uh, oh, man, let me think. The, the If I were to go back just even over the last couple years, the – uh, Cowboys game uh, oh. just a couple years ago in the season, uh, touchdown, winning touchdown to the Adams. Uh, man, that was just a crazy game. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but going back, really, one of the bigger ones for me was the uh, NFC Championship game against Chicago. That one, <laughs> um, that one almost was as sweet, if not sweeter, than the Super Bowl. Just just being around here, knowing all the Chicago fans I know being from the area now, or in the area now, I should say. 
Yeah, it's always funny when you've got. I mean, there's it is it's a big rivalry and it matters a lot to people that cross the border. You know, just live in the general Midwest, but people outside the area kind of look at it and they say, oh, I don't really understand it because neither team has been really good when the other one has been good. But to that, I would always say, if you really, if you haven't lived in the area, you don't understand that people live and breathe the rivalry. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what, yeah. So now, what, let me just get your quick thoughts here. What did you think about the um, Mike McCarthy uh, situation last season, his firing? Do you think they should have waited to the end of the year? Do you think they should have kept him around? Uh, what were your thoughts when it happened? When it happened, I was thinking that it was probably time. Uh, I I wasn't sure it would happen. I wasn't one of those necessarily that was calling for it, that it should happen necessarily. Um, I was okay with waiting to the end of the year, but I was also okay with the decision, especially in hindsight now. I think it was the right decision. Mm -hmm. Just it gave him that extra time to look for that next coach, and I think it really helped with their process of being able to – Look at Lafleur, Lafleur, and the stuff he was doing in Tennessee while he was doing. It. I think that probably helped them in that decision. What would you say? You know, we'll, we'll kind of just you know backtrack here for the last kind of big major Packer events. What excited you about when you heard that Lafleur was going to be the new head coach? What are the things that got you on board with that decision? Well, to be honest with you, I was one of the few people for some reason that had not really heard much about him beforehand. <laughs> uh, I saw him briefly mentioned in a couple of people's, uh, uh, you know, lists, but I was one of those that was uh, pounding the table for uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, so when I heard Lafleur, I'm like, who in the world is this guy? Uh, <laughs> so I actually just had to look him up first of all. So uh, <laughs> then when I saw he was, of course. Um, as somebody who's never heard of him and just sees that he's the offensive coordinator for the Titans, then you're like, Oh great. That doesn't sound so hot. So, <laughs> um, but then after you study what he was doing there and, and, uh, uh, what his plans were for the offense, he really just grew on us. So over the season or on, over the off season as time went on. And I think, uh, I think we're going to see some real dividends pay out through that throughout this year for sure. Well, and I guess suppose that brings us now to talking about this season, which is why in particular I wanted to have you on. Um, in general, coming into – so let's – you know, we made it through free agency. Obviously, the Packers made a lot of additions, way more than they normally would have made under Ted Thompson. What um, what were your feelings about the, the, sex, the success level the team was going to have coming into this season? What were your thoughts Oh, uh, wow. I was not really all that uh, that high on it. Uh, as far as initially, I was I was probably more on the pessimistic side. I, I listened to uh, yours guys' last uh, episode. I was kind of on that fence where I was like, you know, probably nine and seven, eight and eight. But then when I went through the schedule, it ended up being a whole lot better than that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I was definitely a lot more pessimistic uh, at first. Uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure how to feel about the offense and not sure how to feel about Rodgers not getting any playing time in the preseason and all that good stuff. But then again, you can't pay too much attention to the preseason, as we all know. So, Right. What it, when it comes to preseason, on so, and I'm sure just everybody. when it comes to preseason, are you fully on board with it? There's really 
not much benefit in terms of playing your starters. I mean, you know, the schemes aren't very complicated. The defenses are vanilla. I always, I'm one of those people that wonders really, you know, okay, Rodgers wouldn't be even be throwing to the people he'd be throwing to in the regular season. Is that kind of where your, your head's at with regards to preseason? For the most part. I mean, I think there is some benefit just a little bit, at least just because there is that, the, the speed of the game, it's just like, uh, you know, with baseball, you have to uh, get used to the speed of the pitches and all that stuff. You know, that's why they have those guys go through even just uh, when they're coming back off the injured list. They have to go through a couple of games in the minor leagues to get up to speed. And so I think there is some to it. But at the same time, uh, with guys that are veterans, even if it is a new offense like Rogers has this year, I think he's going to be fine. And really, I wouldn't put up with or say that the uh, low scoring or the difficulties that the offense had in the first game is not entirely the fault of not playing the preseason. Let's just say that. Right. So now let's pivot to that week one win against the Bears. It was definitely, I mean, if you're talking about which side of the ball really was impressive, J.K. Scott with special teams, I got to give him his street cred, that man I mean, just that one replay that they showed on NBC of just how high up his leg was able to extend was, it was just crazy to see. But really, I mean, the defense is what really shone through when it came to their performance. Do you think that that's going to be the, that's the new standard for a Packer defense, that they are that good? Or was this the benefit of playing a quarterback who, I'm just going to say it, I don't think Trubisky is really all that good. So what what was the story there? Yeah, I agree about that. Uh, Trubisky is not all that great. Uh, so the idea that our off our defense, excuse me, is uh, I think we do got a defense though. I think Aaron Rodgers is right in saying that we do have a defense. That's for sure. But how great are they going to be is really hard to pin down. I, I, me personally, I'm not getting too over optimistic or over hyped about them, just because I want to see what they can do against. A slightly better offense uh, as the Bears offense was just mind-boggling at times just with some of the play calling and all that so it's just there is a there's a lot of good to see there that we saw and from especially our, our new acquisitions but um, I'm uh, holding my breath for right now I'll say that and this is where I remind the Bears fans as pretty much now it seems every week this gets tweeted out but the Bears, of course, passed up their chance to get Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, it really <laughs> wouldn't be a Packers podcast if I didn't at least throw that in there <laughs> somewhere. Um, Rodgers has received a lot of, you know, a lot of criticism from a, couple, a handful of former players, let's say. And the general media at large, I'd say, especially since he signed that huge contract, what are your thoughts with regards to Rodgers and his abilities as a leader? Does it matter if your quarterback is an asshole? I'm always a believer that all quarterbacks are assholes in some form or another. What are your thoughts with how Rodgers has been criticized by former players, by the media, etc.? I think that it is completely unhelpful, really. I want my leader to be somebody that's going to call me out or call out uh, his teammates when they need called out to be the leader as far as, uh, okay, I played basketball primarily and growing up and, and on teams like that. And 
as as a point guard, you're expected to be the coach on the field. And so for Aaron Rodgers to uh, be a jerk or not be a great leader in the sight of the media and, and the people and the fans out there is fine with me because if you talk to every single one of the other players, they love the guy. And that's all that matters to me, really. So just the, the bad rap that he gets is really quite unfair, if you ask me. Yeah, I think it's it's a case of where, you know, there's new younger players that are coming into their own and look just amazing. And you've got Rodgers getting that gigantic contract, which, again, I mean, I feel like history's proven you need to have a decent quarterback to actually win a Super Bowl. I know that Jared Goff made it to the Super Bowl last year, but hey, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl and Tom Brady's won a lot of Super Bowls over the last 20 years. So, you know, there's got to be there's got to be something there for, you know, you want you need to have a quarterback that is legitimately that talented. I don't think you can win with a Trent Dilford type, you know, circa 2000 Baltimore anymore in this day and age. Exactly, exactly. And so we're we're saying Trubisky is definitely a Trent Dilford type, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll just go out on a limb and say that. Yeah, I said I feel I feel a little bit bad for the Bears fans, but not too much because I mean they're just gonna go down a whole road of self delusion and it's it's gonna be fun to watch as time goes on here. But you know, I always oh, yeah. feel as Packer fans, you always have to keep in the back of your mind that there's probably been no franchise that has been blessed with longer high quality quarterback play than having Brett Favre immediately go into Aaron Rodgers. So our our time will come at some point, and I hope Packer fans do remember that, that we might have to have the, a substandard quarterback at some point. Yes, definitely. Most Packer fans have never lived through, didn't live through, did not live through the 80s, so in the 70s where we didn't have a quarterback. We've had uh, a great run, that's for sure. It has been a great run. Uh, when it comes to this upcoming week, it's the Packers basically kicking off a long stretch where they're going to be at home for, I think, five out of the next six games. And we go from one NFC North battle to another with the Minnesota Vikings coming in town. What are you expecting to see in week two at Lambeau? Yeah, I watched the Vikings tape uh, against the Falcons, and I wasn't I, mean, I was really impressed with the uh, running game for the uh, Vikings that Dalvin Cook looked amazing he looked exactly what the Vikings thought they were getting when they drafted him finally so if this guy can stay healthy he's going to tear up the league this year uh, on the other side of things I, I know the Vikings were trying to improve on their offensive line during the offseason but I it to me, it didn't seem that way. Now, it's a small sample size because Cousins only passed, what, 13, 15 times or something like that for the whole game. Uh, so there wasn't too many uh, opportunities for that offensive line to show that they could pass block. But to me, it looked like Cousins was on, on those small samples was many times being driven off his throwing spots because the offensive line was allowing pressure. And I think our defensive line is – and uh, our – outside linebackers are going to have a better opportunity to pass rush than the Falcons did even. So I'm looking forward to seeing them be able to disrupt things that way. If they, we can just slow down Dalvin Cook, then uh, then we'll have a great chance to force Kirk Cousins to try to beat us, and I like those chances. Now, I mean, granted, it's week two, so it's really early to make some kind of prediction for this, but I feel that even with early season games, 
there's still things that you can pull out that'll really tell you about how the rest of the season's going to go. Do you feel that is does this game have the potential to at least really demonstrate to you who essentially is going to win the division this year? Wow. Uh, I think that, well, here's the way I kind of had it laid out to me is going back even to the Bears game that if we didn't beat the Bears week one, we would be able to split. And I always felt that one way or another, we're going to split with the Vikings. So uh, and whoever went, if the Packers win this, then the Vikings might win the next one or vice versa. So I, I'm not convinced yet that this will decide the division, be the, you know, the division champion um, decider, deciding factor. So, yeah, I think it might be too early just to, to say that this one game is what will decide it. And then I guess I'll put you on a spot here for an actual game prediction. We have um, Vegas is favoring the Packers by three in this one. So uh, give us your give us your prediction. What's uh, what's going to happen on Sunday? Oh, wow. OK, so what I've been told and I've mentioned this a couple times on my podcast that uh, I've been told that when the, the home field team is given a two point favorite uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're giving two points onto the line uh, just because for that home field advantage. Correct. So what you're looking at is about a one point favorite for the for the if it, if all things are even for the Packers. Right. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and say I think it'll be well. Let's, let's we definitely hope it'll be a little higher scoring than the Bears game, right? <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and say that. Uh, Mm, I might change this on my own podcast, so don't, we're not going to hold my. To it's this, well right? within your uh, purview, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and just say something crazy: twenty-five to twenty-two. Ooh, I like that. And for all of you, you know, gamblers out there, that would be a straight push. So <laughs> Nathan, Nathan's starting to push your way. <laughs> um, all right, all right. So Nathan, yeah. again, you um, you host the Rogers Hail Mary podcast. Do you want to maybe give us just a little sneak peek or tell us what are you thinking for your next episode? Is going to be after you know the Vikings game or what are you thinking for your next uh, episode? Yeah, the next episode should hopefully be coming out in the next day or two. So it'll be reviewing a little bit about uh, some of the predictions we made because uh, so it's. The premise of the show is to be mostly based on bold predictions. So uh, looking back on some of the things we talked about for the Bears game and then seeing how we did with that. And then we also look at some other predicts, six other or five other games besides the Packer games. Um, And then uh, then we'll be looking forward to the Vikings game as well. And then five other games outside of that. Awesome. Outstanding. Well, Nathan, it was a great pleasure to have you on the I'm Wrong, You're Right podcast. Uh, we hope to have you back at some point, and let's go pack, right? Go pack, go. Yeah, my pleasure. Where Thank can you. we Where can we find you on uh, social media before we get out of here? I just want, don't want to forget that. Where can we find you? Sure. The uh, podcast is at 12 Hill Mary, and then the my personal is at God Sports USA. <laughs> or just search me, by, search me by Nathan Spooner also. That should get, pull me up there. Those are the only three things that you need, right? God Sports and the good old USA. Nathan, it was a pleasure, <laughs> my friend. Uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks.